You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? After the show is here. We're, we're here, Sid Talk. Oh my, it's... You're acting like there's just like this row of people around the world just desperately click, 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 clicking, re- refreshing until it appears. They're so, waiting for after the show. That's what they're doing. I mean, I liked your optimism, but... They're like, is it Monday at noon yet? Oh, is that your exact precise time? That's my exact precise time, yeah. Got it. Yeah. You have to be consistent. Otherwise, people are like, when does that show come out? That's how it works in the <laughs> podcast world. <laughs> I'm the wrong person for that. Okay, watch. This is not the before the after the show discussion, but since you brought it up, I spent my I child youth watching television. My brother used to call me the walking TV guide. TV guide used to be a little booklet, like a little magazine you could buy every week that told you exactly when everything was on and what time and little articles about things. And I just knew it all by heart because I watched TV so much. The thing is, and then the world decided to accommodate a person like me who, if I had had my opportunity in 1975, to have sat and watched 10 Incredible Hulks in a row, I would have. I didn't give a shit about what time or day anything was. It's just that that's the only time I could see it, right? Mm-hmm. Three o'clock in the afternoon, that's when Brady Bunch was on. 6.30 in the evening, that's when one of the multiple different uh, game shows would appear at different times before the news. But if I could have gone to a thing and just watched it endlessly, I wouldn't care what day or time it was. You so mean now, like 1970s I don't care. Netflix? Yeah, I don't care what time anything's on or what day it's on. If I have access to it some other way, including podcasts, you cannot tie me down to a schedule. I think that seems very old-fashioned, but whatever. 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 Whatevs. That is the before the after the show discussion. That's it. There we go. So it is Saturday, April the 30th. Happy May, nearly. Nearly. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast this week on episode... 734, we're looking at the A24 movie, Red Rocket. It's a 2021 release. It's on Blu-ray now, streaming everywhere you can get movies. It's rated R, and Sid Talk, give us the synopsis. The way you said it, Red Rocket. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Red Rocket. Synopsis is a grown man is kind of a useless, you know, just flailing around it's uh he's about 50 years old i'm guessing and he's just kind of like uh leeching off of everybody and yet he's very compelling and very interesting where he is is interesting it's very it's it got me all right here's the official synopsis for all the not gonna be as good as that mikey saber is a washed up porn star who returns to his small texas hometown not that anyone really wants him back (laughs) that's it that's right. That's accurate. That's what I'm saying. He's a... Yeah. Red Rocket is the... Well, we watched the movie The Florida Project by the same director. And this is the next movie he's made. What did you think, Sid Talk? I loved it. The end. <laughs> Can we go on now? <laughs> Move on to some more life. Yeah. I really... The thing about movies that somehow, whatever the technique, right? There's a lot of things involved here. There's technique camera work, the director slash writer persons, their 
entire sensibility about how to tell a story. It's specific to this person and others, I'm sure. But this guy's got a very specific, like, you say. It's grungy, but it just feels like life. Yeah. Like, it's every set is, you've been there. You've been to that house where, and I was looking around her bedroom, like the wife's bedroom. There's like a nail on the wall and she's just hung like a random necklace on it or something like a cheap beads from maybe a Mardi Gras celebration or something. And then yeah. there's stains on the wall from like the pillows leaning against the wall because their bed is like on the floor, essentially. It's like the mattress on the floor situation. And and the kitchen's not, I mean, none of it's great. It's all just Regular. real. Yeah, real, really real, real. And the whatever filter or non-filter, well, I don't know how he films it, the lighting and this everything. This was uh, actually filmed on film, so it's really grainy and kind of grainy. See, the grain, I feel like, isn't the thing for me. It's the lighting that it feels, some of it doesn't feel natural. Like when he's getting a moment, they overlight him from the front just to make it kind of a dream session a little bit because he kind of has delusions in his head, I think, of certain things. Everything else has just got a perfect contrasty lighting everywhere. So all of it to me made me just, once it started, I'm like, I'm all in. I'm hypnotized. I immediately knew what kind of film it was from, he's, he's sitting on the bus at the beginning, just driving into town, basically. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of get the feeling, oh, I get what this is immediately. Vibe of it. The poster of this movie, by the way, and the Blu-ray cover, do not do the movie justice. Is that part of the show, right? It's a very off kilter. It's not in line with the movie at all. They make it look like a goofball comedy, though. Maybe that's how he sees it. Yeah. The guy who wrote it. I mean, it's a comedy. Don't get me wrong, but it's... There's very funny moments to it, but it's very sad as well and tragic a little bit. Yes. You know, so... It's all very sad and tragic. Not not their lives necessarily, but he particular. Everyone else seems... I'm not going to say they're okay, because <laughs> everybody's got shit going on. However, until he taps in, they seem to be going along... Just going along. Yeah, really. I mean, the wife not having a great time. Yeah, explain the... Okay, the situation is he shows up on the doorstep of his still wife, but they have been estranged for what we can only guess is a very long time. Because in the meantime, she's had another relationship and a kid and all these other things. And they're old. I mean, these are, we're not talking about young people. She's probably 43, 44, and he's in his late 40s, I'm guessing. Character and actor person. So he shows up on her doorstep. Man, I just need a couple nights. I just need to stay someplace a couple nights. He's been beat up a little bit. He kind of talks his way back into her life. He then finds this lady who he used to sell weed for back in high school, which we've established was 17, 18, well, be more than that years ago. Yeah. 30 years ago. If <laughs> you're 48. I mean, I she know. didn't even recognize him. Right. And so she's the lady who he can sell weed for. So he has to tap into that. I mean, not tap into her. She's an older lady too, but he has to like get the weed selling that but then he's kind of skimming off the top you get the feeling like he's not doing her right and then he meets this young lady in the donut shop who he just gets this really creep on about her i don't know about you but it felt really creepy all the while he's using the wife and her mother as a place to stay for sex basically barely does anything he paid the rent for him one time and mowed the yard <laughs> but he's just everywhere he goes he's a leech he's literally got nothing and he's just taking off of everyone and so 
And on top that's of the, all that's that, the story, really, is the story of that guy. But on top of all that, where you've just described him, but he's very personable and very watchable, right? Mm-hmm. You don't always hate him. Oh no, he's he's definitely someone we all know. Yeah, they're that bumbling he can talk around. you into anything. Like, anything, even though you know it's fucked up. Like, I don't even... I mean, we all know this person, so that's why I think it's so compelling to watch. I said to you, he's like a tank that comes into town, and he just squashes over everything that's in front of him. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, and it doesn't matter who or what you are. He doesn't really care, so long as he's okay, right? Yes, even really bad things happen, and all he cares about is that he gets out scot-free. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really, that's the, there's parts in it where you're like, it's so effed up, like what he, what he is, but, and he's not a drug addict or anything like that. He smokes a lot of weed, but I mean, he's not. Yeah. But sometimes you can portray a character like this. Maybe they've got a habit or whatever, and they're doing it to feed the habit. But this guy it's not for that. It's just for, he wants to be something. X the pawn stuff. Now, do you believe the stories he tells about pawn? Is that... No, I think... He bigs himself up all the time. Oh, he bigs himself up, totally. I think everything is he is the bad person in every one of those stories, but he makes the other people. Because, again, we know this person. (laughs) We know this guy or gal who, when they're telling you the story of how they got their face beat up and how they lost their apartment and how they don't have any money and how everybody's just fucking against him and the world's just... it's It's everybody else's fault. You have to like cut it in half and throw half of it away and then go, okay, let's let me back up a little bit. Every single story cannot be you as the one getting shit on. So that's how I feel like he's we have right. no way to confirm anything, right? He's he's been to LA, he's been a porn person. He's not a porn star, but he's got like what do you say, a hundred followers or something? <laughs> yeah. And I mean you can watch <laughs> his movies, he tells everybody, go to this, go to this link, yeah, look me he, up, look me he up. He does say he got AVN awards and people could look that up on the internet. Yeah, I guess, but so. she confirmed I mean, we're getting granular here, but he says it's for the best oral. Uh, oral sex. Now, what we're talking about is a female performer doing oral sex on a bunch of men in one scene, and his young lady that he meets, because he's bragging about winning this award, and she's like, Yeah, but it's her scene. <laughs> like, you're just one of the guys. And he's, like, offended that she doesn't think that he was important, and you know, to win the prize. So, you know, we uh, that just tells you, like, look a little bit closer at his big tales. The thing is, yeah, he feels he's a bullshitter. He's desperately trying to keep his head above water constantly. But he's also very sad. Like, you feel it feels like a sad existence. Yeah, because he's always grifting, basically. Every single thing he's doing is... Then again, as soon as he gets a little bit of a twinkle in his eye, he's he's back up. You know, it's like a manic depressive situation. He's completely destroyed at one point in the movie when a thing happens. He doesn't leave the house. He doesn't go see his young girlfriend. He doesn't do anything. He's just he's just devastated. And then all of a sudden he finds out he's okay. He's in the clear. Yes. And then he's 100% up at the top again, like literally on his bike, like kind of singing and like moving around like the hills are alive. You know, like he's totally up there. He's that person. And each person in the movie that he comes into contact with, they all offer him something. Um, I mean, he takes something from them. So like his wife, he takes, you know, somewhere to live. 
and he gets sex from her every now and then. And then this young girl that he picks up is like his ticket to getting back into porn, he sees. And then he also, there's this guy who lives next door who knew him, but he barely knew him kind of thing. He uses him just for transportation because he's got a car. But tries to make him think he's his friend. Yeah. Which is very sad. In fact, there are scenes that are quite... He's talking to the guy in the car and he basically needs a lift to wherever he's going each day. And he gets that guy to do it. And what he gives him in exchange is some stories in the car. Yeah. Because he, he can see, well, this guy needs that. He loves a story. He loves me telling him a story. He's, he lights up almost when I'm doing it for him. And then I can get the free lift. And you can see he's... In his mind, it's turning I like... I don't think he's thinking about the other person ever. I think that's... I well, I think get... he's like, what, what can I give in exchange uh, to just to keep this guy on the hook? I think know? he just keeps talking and keeps bullshitting to kind of just get through it. I don't think he's trying to benefit the other person. But he takes everywhere he goes. He takes even the donut shop, which he goes to to pick up this girl. He takes free donuts from there. Yeah. Sells drugs for this lady and... Now, there's one thing we have to address is that people will be very uncomfortable with the fact that he's, like I said, about 50, comes into the donut shop, meets a young woman who says that she's three weeks from being 18 years old. We've yep. looked up the ages of consent in the States just to confirm. It is 17 in Texas. That's where this movie takes place. And yet, it is it is like... I mean, she's, viscerally, she feels like she's 15. It's viscerally uncomfortable. As soon as we start, the camera does the thing where it's looking at her the way he's looking at her. And you're just like, oh, uh, 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 uh. but they have a thing. So that's a very, then you have to be like, okay, he's just a creep. Yeah. And all he sees is the potential for her to turn her into a porn star or whatever, you know, get her to get him back in the porn thing and like, hey, look what I've brought, a token for you all kind of a thing. That's how he saw it, wasn't he? Like, um, yeah. if I come back with her, then I'll be the talk of the town and we'll make movies and it'll all be great. Yeah. But as Which we makes know, you kind of go, Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. But the girl in question, Strawberry, she's called, she's not your average, you know, she's got like a different view on things. Well, she's modern. She's already sent somebody a nudie picture of herself yeah. on the internet with her friend. And she's studying to do her SAT. She works in a donut shop. She's pretty, you know. Grown. She's. She's gr having sex with this guy who doesn't. In the, uh, another high schooler <laughs> who she doesn't. I mean, she's like, it's fun. It's whatever. Like, so she's not. I'm not saying she's not an innocent little girl. She's still a very young girl to me. Obviously, yeah. I'm 54. So to me, it's like. Hands off, you creepy fuck. But it's a different world now. And so I don't know the I, how different young people identify with sexual I found it interesting how nobody in the peripheral of... They could see what was going on there. Everybody, right? The lady who owns the shop. The workers who come in for the donuts and stuff. He's flirting straight with her, isn't he, all the time. Like, nobody ever goes like, oh, you creep. Mm -mm. Nobody. Like, it's not, it's not... Even the lady who works there is not like... Isn't she too young for you? Or In most of life, people are not looking that close or people have their own shit going on where they're like, well, if I draw attention to that, then somebody's going to draw attention to that. The fact that I'm buying weed while I'm at work because the construction worker guys were all buying weed off of him at the donut shop. So if they start 
throwing any shade. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, oh, wait, wait. So, yeah, I think people just go, like, none of my business. Not so my there country. is that element. You, you feel in a certain way in this movie. And then when he meets this young girl and it turns into, like, a love affair. You want to root for him a little bit until every single thing starts adding up. Yeah. It's a like a comedy of errors, almost. Because mm. it's a snowball effect, isn't it, that leads to, I would say, his downfall. It's kind of lucky a lot of what goes on for him. Because he just stumbles into things and they, t- they tend to work out, right? Like, oh, I'll just turn up at my wife's house and see if I can live there again. Well, oh. I don't think so. He has to really... Manipulate. Yeah, so he has to make the effort to manipulate to get her but to... But it seems to come easy. He goes around to the drug lady's house, immediately gets a job doing that. You know? But then we've established he's actually good at that? Yeah. So he's really good at actually selling weed to like all he's fine. He knows who to find and how to sell it. There's a skill that he could just go on doing, but that's not what he wants. He wants to be back in porn. So he kind of skips over any other possibilities, I think. Yeah. And it's a slice of life type movie as well. Don't expect like any dramatic, uh, huge. It's not building to anything huge or it's just following this guy day to day. Mm hmm. There is a storyline, but it is like the Florida Project where it's... Well, the Florida Project actually does lead to something super dramatic, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But this uh, is not really that type of thing. And I found this very funny in parts, just the observations being made. And he is just like like a fireball, isn't he? He's just all out there, everything. It's like watching... Was it Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler? Yeah. Where... Yeah, where he's kind of... You see, like, there's something in this actual person, like in Mickey Rourke, who's being this guy, who's doing these scenes, that's leeching out. It's coming out of of the actual person. This character, who whatever the circumstance is, making this scene in this movie, is pulling out something very deep inside that person. If that's true or not, it doesn't matter. It feels like that. Like you're getting to the root of something in that performer guy. And there are moments when it feels almost like it's him. Even though I know nothing about this person, it just felt like he was 100% behind this character. Yeah, it was... Every little... And he's very... He's constantly... I don't know. He's got all... Everything. There's a whole package. There's movements, his mannerisms, his... The way he shakes his head and kind of wiggles his mouth around. I mean, it's just a constant... In the character. How I explained him to you, his opening kind of monologue almost where he turns up and he's trying to convince his wife, can he stay there? I said, wow, this guy's a lot. (laughs) Yes. Because he's just like, he's like 500 words a minute. He never stops. He's just always, it's like he's at work trying to manipulate people. Yeah. And he says the right things and does the right things up to a point. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then sometimes he doesn't. He's staying in the house. They ask him to do the wash up. And he's just not having it at all, is he? Like, no. even though he... He does it, like, begrudgingly. Like, yeah. my God, how much do you want from me? When... <laughs> Washing my own dishes. <laughs> you want a whole 1% from me? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's an interesting character. And in other hands, I would have hated the guy the entire time and just wanted to, him to go away. But there's something about it where I'm like... I just want to see what he does next because I can't believe what he's doing day to day. Like it's the thing is, he's very real. 
I guess on, on some levels, we're all manipulating each other all the time, one way or another, right? Either to love us, do work for us, give us stuff, be our friend. And we don't want to like think of it as manipulation. But every time you agree to do a thing that you don't particularly want to do, because then you think, well, then they're like me a little bit more. Or, well, later when I want my friend to do this thing, then they will. Well, that's manipulation, right? Yeah. To pretend you're in a good mood when you feel like shit because your spouse just needs you to be in a better mood. I mean, one could say they're manipulating you, I guess, but <laughs> we're all doing it. He's just sort of like the master at it because yeah. it's all about him. So let's get on to the cast here. Simon Rex plays Mikey. He is, like I say, a fireball. He's like, he's got a lot. I, I imagine his part of the script was very long. There's a lot of pages because he is talking a lot. Oh, yeah. Shit, <laughs> he's, just, he's in every single thing. Yeah, so. and he's really like got long. I don't know if a lot of this is like improvised or whatever, but he's... He's a MTV VJ from back in the 90s when I was just reading around about him. A lot of people really liked him on MTV. And then he disappeared in a weird porn scandal. Well, because we've established that in this day and age, in my lifetime, from a childhood to now as a child in the 70s, right? So let's say early, late 60s or 70s and 80s. If somebody who won Miss America or someone was an actor or a newsreader or somebody like that, and all of a sudden somebody found out they took nudie pictures at some point, well, then they were what today would be canceled, right? They mm -hmm. were fired and sort of like disappeared. Uh, like you didn't see them anymore. Or, you, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a big, huge scandal. There was no internet back then. But this guy had was on the sort of maybe the tail end of that was like the 90s and he took some nudie pictures that was in like and some little clips of him masturbating then it was in a film and then as he was working for MTV somebody discovered it and then boom he was fired i don't know that that would happen today unless the content of what you were doing i don't think it would happen was horrible objectionable illegal if you just had exploitive, some if you victimized somebody or anything like that yes i think that would that amps it up uh, as it should, but just masturbating and then having somebody have a film of it and then sticking it in a film and somebody seeing it. I mean, what are you trying? I mean, even if you're pastor, you found out that that I would hope these days and ages the pastor would get up in front of everyone and say, OK, listen, everybody, here's what was going on in my life. And here's how it is. You like it or lump it or whatever, like whatever the, or your teacher or. Your spouse, me, even. Like, if you find out that your spouse did nudie pictures or a porno at some point, as long as they weren't harming someone. Some people have different opinions about pornography. but So I feel like that that's an interesting way for him to have get sort of, like, canceled before canceling was a thing. And let me put it this way. Kim Kardashian did a sex tape. Mm -hmm. And look at her. <laughs> yeah. She didn't get canceled. No. So, yeah, I think it's different these days. But, yeah, I really like Simon Rex. I thought it was like the... It's like almost it was made for him. Yeah, that's what was, I'm saying. It felt very much like he was pulling up some of his real shit. Now, Sean Baker is famous for putting non-actors in his movies, and there are a variety of non-actors in this movie. I mean, they are actors, sure, but they've not acted before. Yeah. yeah. So Brie Elrod, who plays Simon Rex's wife, Lexi, what did you think of her? I thought she was really good. Like, she made me feel, like, kind of sorry for her because... I think sometimes when I watch movies, TV shows, whatever, and people, characters, her life is she gets up, she smokes a bunch of cigarettes, she sits outside in the lawn chair, her mom watches TV all day. That's their life. What we find out is that she also, 
as her mother puts it, goes on the Craigslist, which actually means she's being prostitute. She's prostituting herself, right? Not that Craigslist is about prostitution, but that's what they meant in this circumstance. So her life is just that. And we find out later she has a child who's been removed from her care. She also smokes crack. I believe it's crack. Could be crystal I, I think so. I think it's crack. So she's got kind of a lull of a life, you know? So I felt bad for her, but I could feel the fire in her, right? She's a little saucy. She's sassy. She, in the end, does him over like she should, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I liked her a lot. I thought she was really good because there are moments when they're talking over each other in a real, like, tit for tat, like, you know, barking at each other. And it was really good, like, really real. And then we've got the mother, Brenda Dice, plays Lil. And unfortunately, this actress died just after the movie Aww. was made. But we thought she was the real mother of Brielle. I did. I really thought she was. I did too. And she again, this lady had not acted before. She was a NASA uh, secretary for her whole life. Interesting. And then when Sean Baker was scouting a location, he saw her, stood there, and went over and spoke to her. And she ended up being... Quite a big part of the movie, actually, right? Absolutely. I really liked her. I thought she was excellent. And it was very funny that she, when she establishes stuff with Mikey, she's like, every day I watch this TV show in this position on this couch. So you are not there when I'm watching. Yeah, because you're sleeping on the couch. So it's basically <laughs> like, get your ass off the couch. And it's I'm very watching. early in the morning, apparently. Yeah, I'm watching my show. <laughs> and she did. Every day she'd blare the volume really loud at him. <laughs> It's really funny. Then we've got Susanna Son as Strawberry, and she also has not been in anything else. And she was excellent. She's the Very good. younger girl who he hooks up with, let's say. I bought her, and she was trying to impress him in a weird well, way. Well, I mean, he's handsome. He's fit. He's tan. He's a fast talker. He makes it appear that he is more established in life than he is. Although he's riding a rickety old bike every time he shows up at this donut <laughs> job, which I know we shouldn't all judge people for anything at all. I get that. But when I see a grown man riding on a bike that's too small for him up or down the road, anywhere I go ever, if he's just in normal clothes, like jeans and cowboy boots and like a shirt and a cap, I'm like, dude, you lost your license or dude, what the fuck did you do to end up on a, you're not riding a bike like, you know, a cyclist. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. He's just on the bike. So he yeah. looks real janky. But she's young. She's impressionable. He's a fast talker. He's very flirty and sort of like feeds her that thing, you know, makes her feel good. Yeah. In a fucked up way about being flirted with. But she kind of falls for it. Then again, is she falling for it or is she using him too? Like, that's the real question. Yeah, there's a... There's a gray area with it all. Mm-hmm. That's like what I was saying earlier about the way she hit, she is. She It doesn't feel like she's being suckered into anything. No. It feels like she's she could be suckering him. Like Then again, she's only 17. She is, but she also have, seems like she could Yeah, but be she him. does not have the life experience, and I hate to be rude to all the 17-year-olds out there, but if you're... A little bit old, even 10 years older, you spot this guy a million miles away. You just know, no, just say no. <laughs> <laughs> like, call the cops, basically. <laughs> and then finally, I put down Ethan Darboni, who plays Lonnie 
he's the next door neighbor with the car. And uh, yeah, you, you thought you'd seen him before, but you haven't because he's not been in anything. Yeah, he was great too. He was. He was really sad <laughs> yeah. as well. And he was also doing weird shit. The uh, stolen yes. valor thing. He was going to the mall dressed <laughs> in like um, veteran. Well, he'd wear um, what's it called? Like fatigues. Fatigues, and then try to pretend to be an ex-soldier. Even this guy, even our main guy's like, oh man, I didn't know you served. And he's like, uh, and he goes, oh, thanks for your service. And he's like, oh yeah, man, yeah, man. But he didn't say that he never served. He no. just, something is broken inside of him and he goes to the mall for people to thank him. And I guess, is he getting money? Like he's, yeah. I couldn't tell what he was trying to do. And like, I don't know he, if it's, like his mom died, right? I don't know if yeah. he, like his dad who wasn't coping very well either. I don't know if that was a reaction to that. No, because it said in 2014, two years oh, before it, this, yeah. he had done it before. Yeah. So, But the character guy, you feel like he's all, everyone's a little bit sad. Yeah, there's something bad usually in everybody's backstory. Yeah. Directed by Sean Baker, who did The Florida Project and Tangerine. Florida Project, we saw. Excellent. Yeah. This is very similar vein. It's about that side of life, which he seems to be fascinated with. That he's, side of life. He said you mean that like he's real life. An interview that I read with him said that he's always been interested in the sex trade in a way. And he like tangerines about prostitutes. And he wanted to like do a realistic portrayal of st- things in the sex industry. Now I don't know where the Florida project comes into that because it didn't, did it? Or was the girl a stripper or something? I think there was a crossover there maybe. Yeah. You know. But his movies are very specific little slice of life things they're very realistic feeling it doesn't feel fully scripted all the time it does not no it feels like like they're just riffing sometimes but in a good way what do you think of his directing it's very specific the camera is often slanted a bit from different angles where you're kind of seeing people in a distorted view like when he's telling her he's leaving the camera's kind of like down way over here on the table and it's crooked And she's over here kind of distorted on the left and he's over there kind of distorted on the right. So you're feeling very uncomfortable and very awkward. Like, is she going to flip out? Is he, what's going to happen? So I like that kind of stuff. It's not fancy camera work or anything. It's not like weird. You're moving around. No, it's quite static a lot. It is very static. Even when he's on the bike and stuff, you don't feel like, and then following them in the car, it's very steady. It's like steady cam, not like handheld, like, you know, like people do. But he really likes, uh, you know, like a very wide shot of a building and then somebody goes past it very slowly because he did that in the Florida project with the different smoothie booths and stuff. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. And this one, he does it with the donut hole. You'll see it. It's right in the middle of the screen and it's very wide. And then you'll see the bike go across the screen. Yeah. And like her house as well. It's very centered because it looks kind of, it's not fully symmetrical but but it gives it like this definite feel to it filmmaking wise so imdb reviews what are those those are reviews on a thing called imdb.com and you like to find the one stars and kind of make fun of them all right so these are the people who hate this movie from imdb and the first guy says eight minutes in and i had to stop this it was unwatchable if you don't have the budget to make a film then Make a shot and raise the money for a full feature. <laughs> Why are you wasting my time? You're rude. 
Well, you only took eight minutes of your time, to be fair. Yeah, you'd be fine. Yeah. If you'd have took the whole two hours, then... <laughs> Second guy says, nonsensical movie. Obviously, the purpose is to provoke, but the acting and script are way below expectations. I still don't get this movie has good reviews. The movie is mediocre at very best. Wrong. So not helpful. And the third guy says, he says, how does this have so many reviews over one star? This movie looks like it was made for less than $10. I could have made a better quality film on my phone. Are these actors or just people they found in the street? Actually, it's a bit of both. Correct. <laughs> so that doesn't make it crap and it doesn't look like it costs $10. I don't think. But being all janky and weird and like realistic also doesn't make it good. So we can't, we're not saying like, oh, it's yeah. elevated because it's... It doesn't make it bad either. No, but I'm saying it doesn't make it... I'm saying the opposite of what you're trying to sell here is that, oh, just because it's that doesn't make it bad. But just because it's this guy and he's got a different take and he uses film and he's a, all that, that also doesn't make it good. It's just the combination of everything to us makes it like, to me, makes it one of those movies where I'm like, I am so glad I like all kinds of movies. Again, thank you, A24, with yeah. your selection of movies. They didn't make it, though. They just bought and distributed this they, one. Which is what they do a lot with mm. most movies. They, Whoever at A24 goes around looking at movies and then buying them, they seem to buy the right ones that kind of fit a mold. Mm. For some reason, I uh, it's my sweet spot of movies. It is. And it can be The Green Knight, which is like a bizarre fantasy film or it can be <laughs> x from last week which is a slasher horror film you know it can be there's a spectrum isn't there of a24 movies yeah well i don't know much of a spectrum there's it can be anything is what i mean it could be you, anything but it's never gonna be you know or it could be lamb it's not gonna be um father of the bride or mm bridesmaids or... yeah it's never going to be plain vanilla type entertainment and nothing's wrong with vanilla by the way no but you don't it's go to a 24 for the vanilla <laughs> stuff extras there so what are flavor some... are you saying they are if it's not vanilla what is it probably black cherry what's so interesting about black cherry it's i'm thinking like it's more like ice cream with broken glass and cigarette butts in it <laughs> well yeah could be but you still want to eat it. <laughs> like it's vanilla and chocolate and strawberry with broken glass and cigarette butts. Ben and Jerry's, we give you that flavor. You can make that. A24 flavor. Yeah, might be. A Let's not say broken glass because that, that would kill you. But cigarette butts and needles. dirt. No, nothing that'll kill you. So it's cigarette butts, dirt, and I don't know what else. <laughs> Urine. <laughs> All right, so there are Sounds extras great. on the Blu-ray, but we watched the streaming version, so we didn't see any extras. I'm going to give this movie a score. Here we go. Red Rocket, 7 out of 10. Excellent. Tell everyone what Red Rocket is, by the way. Oh, yeah, the movie's called Red Rocket, and I had to look up what Red Rocket was, thinking it was... You know what I thought it was? I thought it was the bike he was on. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you see him on the bike in the trailer. You also see him on the bike quite a lot in the movie. I True. thought it was a Red Rocket bike, but no. Red Rocket is the actual term for a dog's penis. <laughs> so take that with you. And then on the cover, oh. it's just a naked guy in a big donut. Yes. So. so apply that to the movie. It's a little bit random, but hey. And I'll give it an eight. 
I might actually... Um, I think it's just really good. It's really good to me to to get lost in a movie where I'm just absorbing people's lives and choices and like it almost makes me feel... It's like I'm watching one of those shows on TLC where I'm like, I feel a lot better about You myself. mean like Hoarders or something? Yeah, I hate to say that, but yes. <laughs> Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, my garage isn't that bad, so I'm doing pretty good. So I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I got past his age, late 40s, not doing that. So I'm doing good. He's making me feel good about myself. All right, so thank you to A24. Next week, we're going to be looking at PlayStation game turned movie Uncharted. How about that, Sid Talk? Listen to the excitement in your voice. I do love the Uncharted games, played them all. So let's see what, how they make a movie out of that. Movie recommendations this week. I am going with The Florida Project. I would wholly recommend that movie. And I also had, in this movie, on occasion, I kept thinking of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I know it's a different type of movie, but there are some... Maybe it's the bike? I don't know. The flaws in the people? Yeah, maybe. So Napoleon Dynamite, which is a classic Nice. And my recommendation is going to be following through with 2022. I'm going back to the 90s. And this time I am in 1993, apparently. And my recommendations are Star Trek Deep Space Nine. That is not a movie, by the way. That's a show. I don't give a crap what anyone thinks about Star Trek television shows. I like them all. I watch them all, except I haven't watched Picard yet or caught up with Discovery. But I will. Because I like it all. I don't give a crap what anybody says. So Star Trek Deep Space Nine was back in 93. I really like that one. I need to go back someday and watch all that stuff. Also, Alive, which is that one, the plane crash, cannibalism. Yeah. Also, Boxing Helena, not cannibalism, but all off one of your faves, which is also quite bizarre. Yes. Look it up. Boxing Helena. And no, it's not about boxing. <laughs> but it is about Helena. It is about a box. Uh, falling Down, one of our faves. Defense. It is, well, you know, Michael Douglas is a dude who just has enough and he's, you know, society's gotten to be too much for him and he's falling down. Indecent Proposal, which I've never thought is very good. I don't know what all the hype was about. I mean, it was Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore and Robert Redford, but it wasn't that great. And also, no offense to my husband, <laughs> No shade on anyone who would offer me this. But for a million fucking dollars, he offers them a million dollars for so, one night with the wife. Right? So like a prostitute. Yeah, hiring her out. I don't know if, I don't know if it's prostitution because, I mean, you know, if you marry somebody and they pay all the bills, what's, what's the difference, right? And you, sex is involved or whatever. I don't know why that was such a controversial question, but... Then again, I'm me. And so there you go. It's the water cooler thing where everybody has it to talk is, about It is, and stuff. I get it. If you truly love somebody, you don't want to have sex with another person. Then again, say you agree to the deal, you show up at the house or the hotel or wherever you're going. If you're really good at manipulating people like our man in this movie today, you could probably talk the guy out of the sex part and keep the money. I don't understand the big drama. <laughs> But well, I, there you go. I have a different different look. I'm like, million dollars. Let's work on it. <laughs> All right, Ace Gully stuff. I've been playing a game called Green Hell. Have you heard of this one, Sid Talk? I have not. It's a survival game on the PlayStation 4 slash 5. And it's a story survival game where you're dropped into like this jungle with your wife. There's been an accident. 
and you literally have there's no instructions here you are you're on the island survive and it's quite an in-depth survival game including you've got to find food you've got to make fire you've got to survive basically and there's a story that's unfolding as you work your way through this island you have to deal with like the tribes on the island you have to deal with all kinds of things like the first playthrough i had i cut my leg very badly on a tree and i didn't know how do you know how to deal with a wound on your leg if you've got nothing if you literally have nothing no i didn't have anything at this point like just a couple of coconut husks because i drank the milk out of them already and that was it i'm guessing mud Mm, some mud does help (laughs) to stop the is this game for prepper people no it's survivalist survival uh you know well anyway how I um, stopped my leg being infected. Well, I didn't. I died, actually. Oh, right. Well, this doesn't sound like helpful information. But it happened to me again. And then I found a rotting animal on the floor. And what's inside a rotting animal? Blood and guts. And what else? Um, You're not going to guess. Maggots. Maggots. Okay. So you take the maggots out and put them in your own wound. Gross, I know. But apparently that stops infection. And I was like, does that really, is that how it works in real life? I looked it up. It does, apparently. I suppose that maggots, what they're doing is feeding on dying tissue or something or grossness. And yes. So they're eating the grossness. Okay. Yeah. So, so now I can survive. You can. <laughs> and, I'm good to go. And this game goes to great lengths to be realistic in, like, everything. Like, and everything on this island is, seems like it's designed to hurt you in some way. You know, you fight, you know you're very thirsty. Uh, newsflash. Everything in nature wants to kill you. It doesn't want you to be alive. Yeah, so if you enjoy that feeling, already you're hungry after the accident and you're on the island and your wife's there, so you've got two of you to deal with. You want to go and get some water to drink because you've, it's hot and you're thirsty. And then do you just drink the water from the stream there or the pond? And I've watched you... Survivor. I say no. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you know, how do you make a fire? What do you get exactly to make the fire? Everything is designed very well that you have to think about it. You can't just go, oh, wow, I've hurt my leg. I'll just leave it alone. Because, no, hurting your leg and leaving it alone is not good, right? Equals death. Yeah, it'll equal death eventually, for sure. So it's a survival game with a story. It's called Green Hell for a reason, because it's literal hell. I mean, it's not going to be easy, is it, if you survive in a plane crash? No. If you like that survival stuff with a story, this is one of the most detailed ones I've seen. I couldn't believe that I had to find maggots in a like a dead rat and stick them in my leg. And that is pretty gross. It's like watching Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, but you've just taught. And that's going to be people go, well, of course, duh. How could you not know maggots? Whatever. I'm not but a survivalist. I don't know that. And now I do. And this podcast could have just saved somebody's life. This is the level of podcasting we're up to. It's pretty high end. (laughs) Yes. Screw those people who say you're not supposed to talk. Tell them a little thing that you read. Advice about what you're not supposed to do on a podcast. Um, You're not supposed to run for over 20 minutes. Okay, well, we do that. We run for over 20 minutes. You're not supposed to have any music. We don't have music while we're talking. No. So tick that box. I actually agree with that. 
music behind a podcast is really annoying. It's horrible. Yeah. But the main one was you're not supposed to talk about yourself. Oh, that was true. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Why are you doing a bot? Even if you're reviewing something so monotonously technological like a phone, your opinion of everything, you can say the specs, right? Right. But then you're going to inject your own everything into it. What are these people? Who are these people? People who say they've studied... I love to studied, talk about myself. They've studied the algorithms. <laughs> so we fail the algorithm. Fair enough. So Green Hell is the game. It's on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PC, on Steam. I think it's actually... I think there's a Switch version as well. So Green Hell, pick it up. I finished Horizon Forbidden West, 100%. Did everything, right? You did. Really cool. I mean, you haven't finished all the stuff. I know that's the illusion they've given you. You've finished yeah. the story. You've got, got the, trophies. the trophies. But then there's just like literally probably hundreds more hours of topping off every weapon and every outfit and everything. So yeah. There's when that. we saw the end of the story and it was, I liked the story a lot. Yeah, I did too. I won't, won't spoil it. Play it. It took me 91 hours to finish it, but I was dawdling around a lot, right? We like dawdling. Yeah, I like exploring and seeing everything. And I believe we did see everything. So that was that. And also, Ozark is back on TV this week. We're actually going through the last seven episodes now. It's so much fun. It's We're going through two at a time because your patients have worn down. I would watch them all in a row on one night, but, you know, that's... I me. don't want to... But there'll never be any more Ozark and this is it. That's fine. I need we to... We can uh, move on. You know why? Because before Ozark, there was no Ozark. I need to savor it. Yeah, but also, well. Better Call Saul is on, and that was a marvelous episode this week. It was good. So I recommend both of those to you, even though I'm not in the recommend section <laughs> of the podcast. Also, what is for dinner? Tonight, you recommended that we have the Taco Bell. TB. <laughs> well, well, yeah. We're so going to get it. the TB. I'll get the TB. And what's your advice? And let's get the hell out of it. My advice... Isn't sound like advice yet again, but it's like, this is what I wrote. So if it sounds really obnoxious, that's fine. <laughs> when I read things out loud, it may not sound the same as it did in my head as I typed it. On the buffet of life. You get what I'm saying? Buffet. I get it. Even if you don't want to try every dish on the table, right? I'm getting it. Learn the recipe. Respect the person who brought it. And the history behind it. I'm not being literal here. Like every buffet is this situation. It is like life. You may not be interested in weird movies at all. You want to watch the straight up Hallmark movies or Marvel movies. Whatever's like the most packaged up. Here's the experience. And it's what, however it's been defined as sort of like the mainstream thing. That's cool. But don't like poo-poo on the little casserole of weirdness over there. That's A24 movies, right? That... Somebody like us, we've just lived our whole life, you know, to hear the story of our lives separately, our whole lives before we met each other. We watched so many movies when we were kids and watched weird stuff and stuff we weren't supposed to watch. Movies and television and music are a big part of who we are. That could be generational, that could just be our personalities. But the reason we like the weird movies is we actually like the whole spectrum of movies. Dare I say I'm not a, in love with Hallmark movies, but I've watched a couple and, you know, I'm okay with it. I don't reject them. They've If they're sitting over there in a little pie on the corner of the table of the buffet, I'm like, I'll have a small slice of that. That'll be fine. It looks good. Kind of sweet, right? Kind of sappy. I can handle that. 
as long as I go over to the weird casserole with the A24 mixed in it, which is really spicy. You're not really sure what's in it, but you just keep wanting to eat it. Do you catch what I'm throwing? Right. So, I get it. Buffet of life. Don't poo-poo on everybody's little dishes that they brought. You don't have to eat it all or even like it. Just respect it. All right. Thank you, Sid Talk. Nah. Let me recommend ascully.com, anchor.fm slash after the show. You can get the podcast there. Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, anywhere where podcasts are available. You can also catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Email me at ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. I won't give you her address. You can and... use your imagination if his <laughs> is ascully at ascully.com. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Use your um, critical thinking skills. And stay classy, Mr. Simon Rex. Very classy in this movie. Or not, as the case may be. (laughs) And I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you.